John Scholes, along with Lior Sanfiru, employment lawyer, Zamfiru Tamarkin LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. You can check that out. You can also just skip it and make the phone call. And trust me on that one, they can help you with your employment rights, your employment laws. Anything you don't know is a phone call away. There's also other resources, but that number, 1-855-821-5900. Also, the email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Never fear, always reach out using that. And then you have the... uh, the simple and anonymous way where you don't have to call or email anybody. Just go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That will probably answer 80% of your questions at least. And then from there, you can hit contact or you can close the browser and uh, walk away that much smarter about your employment rights. There is also access right there to the severance calculator. It's the top It's the top banner right there, top header severance calculator. Use it and uh, take it out for a spin. Even if you haven't been let go, you're just always curious as to how much your severance would be because the number they're going to give you, that is your former employer, is almost guaranteed to be dead wrong and really falling short of what it should be. So always use that severance calculator. Today on the show, tonight on the show anyway, Haley Orr, can my employer legally do what it's doing? Got a list of uh, questions coming through in that regard and maybe some email if we got time. But as always, the top priority on this show, especially on a Wednesday, because people love their Wednesday midweek show, is to call us. And talk to us here live. You can always ask your questions. Just uh, don't hold out. And we always start off with the case of the day, pal. What's going on? Hey, John. Great to be here. As always, great to be talking to you and all our listeners about employment law. That's what we want to do. And that's what uh, we do. We've been doing for many years. So if you have a, an issue, a question, let's talk about it. Let's make sure we solve it so that tomorrow is a better day than today was. Uh, I know for a fact that when you have a bad day at work, you take it with you home and you carry it with you the next day. So no need to do that because there's answers and solutions, whether it's your boss being difficult, mistreating you, maybe your employer is changing something in the workplace. Maybe it's a situation where you're being called into a meeting tomorrow. You think they're going to let you go and you want to know how to deal with that and how to respond. Should you even respond? We can go on, but I think you get the idea. There's an endless possibility of questions here that you can ask. So take advantage we're here for you and and to help you. And of course, the second part of this whole thing is you can reach me in the office if you want. And I can roll up my sleeves, get to work and actually resolve that issue for you. So we'll give you that contact information throughout. But right now we're live. And let me tell you about a situation that came across my desk. As usual, I spoke with a lady who about two weeks ago uh, was put on a paid suspension. She was put on a paid suspension because she understood there were some allegations against her. She didn't even know what those allegations were, who made them. She was just given a vague comment that uh, there were some allegations against her. And the employer said, okay, we're going to put you on a on a paid suspension. We'll pay okay. you and we'll investigate and we'll, we'll let you know where things are. We'll be in touch sure. with you. So that was a couple of weeks, two, two and a half weeks. So after a couple of days, she followed up with them, said, okay, we'll get back to you and you know, after a couple more weeks, followed up again, and eventually kind of radio silence. She hasn't heard anything. Well, think about this situation right now. She's been off now two and a half weeks. Let's even say Monday, they call her and say, yeah, everything's fine. You're great. Come back to work. Let's say that. Well, isn't that going to be a very difficult thing to do? How is she going to be able to face her colleagues? How yeah. is she going to be able to face, uh, you know, everyone that she deals with every day? When she's been off for weeks now, uh, there's rumors there. that It's clear that something's been going on. She must have done something so bad if they sent her home for all the all this time. That's not workable anymore. So this employer created a situation 
that she can't actually continue working. What should this employer have done? Well, if they need to suspend her uh, pending the investigation, well, they need to do this very quickly, okay? They can't just suspend her for weeks on end. Uh, and, and otherwise, unless what she's been alleged to have done is terrible, they can investigate while she's working, at least talk to her, right. uh, get her side of the story, not keep her on ice there frozen in, in, uh, in, uh, in that situation, even if they pay her. So what does this all mean? Well, from a legal standpoint, she can now consider this a constructive dismissal if she wants. Absolutely, she can. Because what they did is created a situation where now it's just very difficult, if not impossible, for her to go back to work. That's exactly what a constructive dismissal is. So even though a paid suspension in and of itself is not illegal, a paid suspension, an employer generally can do that in some situations. But to do it for this long and in these circumstances where it's really doesn't allow her to come back properly to work, it's overboard. It crosses the line into a constructive dismissal. So remember that. If Certainly, if you've been suspended, by the way, without pay, that's always going to be a constructive dismissal. Can't do that. But even a suspension with pay, in a, if, it's, if it's long, if it's unreasonable, if it's unfair, can absolutely be a constructive dismissal as well. Yeah, you, you. I mean, you touched on it there. I mean, what's the difference between an unpaid? I mean, you're you're already finding them guilty before you've even done the the work, right? Exactly. So, a, a, a disciplinary suspension is a, an unpaid suspension. So, if you're going to put someone on an unpaid suspension to investigate, you're punishing them to determine if you're going to need to punish them. Makes no <laughs> sense. And our courts have said that no, an employer does not have the right to put someone on an unpaid suspension. They just don't. So that's a constructive dismissal. But again, a paid suspension, yeah, you can do that. If you're going to suspend someone for a day, a couple of days, you can do that in most cases. But when it's unreasonable, when it's so long, no, no, that's not right. That's not legal constructive dismissal. Yep, we always get warmed up with the case of the day. Now we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. When we return, hey, Lior, can my employer legally do what it's doing? There's a perfect example. We'll get that. The Employment Law Show, stand by. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Yeah, we are back at it. So good to have you along. You got time to call. Lots of time for 416-870-6400 is how you do that. Would love to get you on air with your questions, so bring it on. In the meantime, though, hey, Lior, can my employer legally do what it's doing? A list of these to go through, so we'll get uh, right into the first one with our time here. Can my employer, Lior, make shifts longer or have me start earlier? How about that? Get asked that very often, and yeah. uh, it, it happens. It happens that the company wants to make changes to your shift. So generally speaking, the answer to that is no. No, your employer cannot change your shifts. They cannot make them longer or have you start much earlier. Now, listen, there's some small minor changes that they could get away with, if you if you will. So instead of starting at 9, they could say, okay, we need you to start at 8.30. That's probably close enough that they could get away with. But yeah. instead of 9, start at 7 a.m., well, that starts to be a big deal. So no, something like that they could not do. So big changes generally, no, they cannot do. And, and with respect to your shifts, whether that's giving you different hours, longer hours, you know, if you work weekdays to tell you to work weekends or if instead of days, work nights, those things are a big deal. There's, they're big changes. And anytime we, we uh, face those changes, it's not something an employer is allowed to do. Now, the fact that I said that the employer is not allowed to do that, 
of course, does not mean that there's a way to physically restrain them, to physically stop them from doing it. What it means is if they do it, you can choose to consider the situation a constructive dismissal. You can choose to say, no, because you changed my shift in, in a way that is not acceptable to me, I'm leaving, I'm choosing to consider myself as being terminated, and now, employer, you must pay me my full severance. So that's what you can do in those situations. So can they do that? No, no, they can't. In other words, this, can my employer make me sign a performance improvement plan? So virtually every performance improvement plan that I've seen, and I've seen many, many of those, at the end, they, they ask for a signature. But here's the thing. In almost all of them, the signature that they ask is simply to acknowledge that you've received a copy of the performance improvement plan. That's really all it is. Just sign here that we gave this to you, that you're aware of this. And that's absolutely fine to sign. You're not going to deny getting it if you did get it. So it's perfectly fine to sign. Now, if in fact it says that by signing here, you agree and acknowledge that this is all correct and that we got it all right, well, don't know. You can't sign unless, of course, you agree with it. So you have to understand what the signature signifies. But in most cases, it's fine to sign. Now, if you do get a performance uh, improvement plan or a negative performance review and you don't agree with it, you know what to do. I've said that before many times. You say so. You tell your employer in writing. You, you send a note, an email, a text message outlining why you disagree with it. Uh, and by doing that, if you do that right and professionally, you're preserving your job. You're making it much, much harder for the company to let you go for cause. But it's okay to sign that you've received the performance review. Grab a call in between. John, thanks for uh, stopping by this evening. How are you, pal? I'm good, you? Good, sir. What's on your mind? Yeah, so uh, I just had a quick question about my girlfriend's work. She works from 9.30 to 6, and they give her one lunch break that's unpaid. So I guess she's still working the eight hours. So I was just wondering if um, she's entitled to any more breaks, like the 2.15s or not. No, in that situation, she's entitled to the to the one uh, lunch break only. Like I said, a lot of employers would give an, another break, but from a legal standpoint, just that that one uh, break unpaid is what they're required to provide her, John. Oh, okay, perfect. Thank you very much for the clarification. No problem. Thanks, John. Appreciate the call, pal. Any further questions, you can reach out uh, beyond this uh, this show, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Uh, that answer came down in about 30 seconds flat, so that's the way we uh, that's the way we do it around here. Again, Leora, can my employer legally do what it's doing? My employer says it's struggling financially, can't decide to cut my pay because of it. Wow. Yeah, and then certainly over the past few years with the pandemic, how many times have we seen that? And it's absolutely true that many employers have struggled financially or have gone through some difficult times. Uh, and, and that's absolutely true. And I, I know and I've seen this, that some employers have gone to their employees and said, listen, we're going to cut your pay because we're taking a financial hit. And they're being honest. They're being truthful. Truthful. They are taking a financial hit. But the question is, does the fact that they're struggling financially, they're, the fi they're not doing as well financially, does that give them the right to cut your pay? And the answer is no, it still does not. Even if they have a good business reason, even if they're being honest, even if they're struggling financially, the law does not give them that right. Uh, and again, this is not me telling you whether the, what the law should be. I'm simply telling you what the law actually is. So constructive dismissal happens when your pay is uh, reduced significantly, even if the company 
has a good financial reason for doing that. So uh, generally speaking, anytime we're kind of north of 10% of a pay uh, decrease, you know, if your pay is decreased by 10% or more, we're, we're in constructive dismissal territory. So you can choose, of course, to accept this, the pay reduction, or you can say that's a constructive dismissal. And then the company has to pay you severance, potentially as much as two years pay. So companies have to really think about that. You may try to save a few dollars an hour and you end up having to pay someone two years pay. So you really have to think about that from a a legal standpoint. Uh, And of course, for the employee, if you do decide to accept the pay cut, you know, you're being the good soldier, you understand the company is struggling, that's that's great and that is admirable. But the, the risk here is that you've given them the right to do it again by accepting it. So you really, really want to be careful with that. Uh, so the answer is no, they just can't do it. Can you alleviate that risk possibly by sitting down with your employer saying, hey, look, man, I want to, I want to muck in, I want to be a company guy, I'll help you out, I'll take whatever 15, 20% pay cut, but let's negotiate a month, two months in writing and then after that I go back to normal? Yes, as long as it's in writing and it has mm. a definitive end date, nice. then that's fine. And you know, if the employer is willing to do that and puts it in writing, if they tell you verbally, yeah, yeah, trust me, John, it's, it's only going to be for two months, that's not good enough. But if they're saying in writing, yes, we've agreed that this pay decrease is only for two months, and after that you're going back, then that's absolutely fine. Uh, but to just not say anything, to just continue working or to have a verbal agreement, that's just an invitation for trouble down the road. Phone number 416-870-6400. You still got some time. Pick up that phone and uh, and dial it. Hey, Lior, my employer says, uh, well, my doctor actually put me on modified duties. Now my employer is saying they disagree with the restrictions that my doctor has recommended. Can they even do that? No, no, they actually can't. And and this is, man, such a common question. I, I honestly don't think that uh, a day goes by where I don't get some version of this question. You know, I... I, I Get my doctor's note, my doctor's note saying what I need medically, and my employer is questioning it or they're, they're ignoring it. Can't do that. That's illegal. An employer has the obligation to provide accommodation if you have a medical restriction. And as long as your doctor puts in writing what you need and is clear about it, the, the burden turns on to your employer to try to figure out a way to make it happen. Uh, and they don't get to question the doctor. They don't get to say, I don't believe the doctor. They don't get to say, well, you know, maybe the doctor is wrong. We want to have another doctor. So it, it, it's just not something that the employer uh, is allowed to do. Your doctor is judge and jury when it comes to what you can and, and cannot do in the workplace. That's really it. So if you find an employer uh, that, that's not listening to your doctor, that could be a human rights violation. That can in itself be a constructive dismissal. You want to call me right away when that happens. Oftentimes when I contact the employer, they back off and say, no, no, of course. Yeah, yeah, our bad. We'll listen to the doctor. <laughs> so there's that possibility there. But no, they can't just ignore that doctor. This one, here's here's one you'll be getting a lot especially. But uh, it's a bit of a twist on says, May, uh, can my employer extend extend my temporary layoff? Yeah, and, and <laughs> the reason why I, I find this question a bit kind of funny is because, and I get that often, I've been on a layoff, I expect it to go back, can they extend it, can they extend it? Well, there's an assumption in that question, right? And that assumption is, well, that they had a right to, to do the layoff to begin with. Mm-hmm. Well, that assumption is actually incorrect because an employer does not have a right to put you on a temporary layoff. They don't. So we're, when we're talking about an extension, we're talking about an extension of something illegal, right? So if, if the layoff itself was illegal, clearly the extension is equally as illegal. And that's because, as our regular listeners, I hope know, 
uh, a temporary layoff is a constructive dismissal. It's not something an employer is allowed to do. And uh, why is it a constructive dismissal? You know, we know the example I like to use is, well, if, if your employer came to you and said, we'll reduce your pay by 50%, holy cow. Well, you're going to understand that that's not something legal. Clearly, how can they reduce my pay in half, right? That, that can't be right. And you're right. It's not right. It's not legal. Well, a temporary layoff is reducing your pay by 100%. So if 50% is illegal, which of course it is, well, certainly 100% is. So that's why a temporary layoff is not legal in most cases. Uh, So when you're put on that temporary layoff, you can choose to stay and see what happens. Do they bring you back? Do they not? Fine. Or you can choose to say, no, I've had enough. I'm not staying on a layoff. I want to work. I'm going to find another job, but I'm going to get you to pay me my full severance employer. If you want to do that, if you're still on a temporary layoff, and by the way, John, there are, there's people that are still on the layoff since the beginning of COVID back in March yeah. of 2020. I know because they call me. If that's you, man, oh, man, you got to call me right away. And again, for the uh, remaining time here, 416-870-6400, taking your calls. Again, common questions you get in my lawyer. You know, Lior is my company. Is my boss allowed to do this? And my employer has been saying, you know, we're really, really busy and that everyone needs to work some overtime hours. Can they force me to? Can they do that? Another question. So that's kind of the opposite of, you know, the employer is not doing well. They want to cut your pay. Well, the employer is busy. They're doing well. So we need everyone to, to work overtime. So I'm only going to tell you from a legal standpoint, what you mm-hmm. want to do from a, uh, from a, a different standpoint, uh, kind of a, a work relation standpoint, that's up to you. But from a legal standpoint, no. Your employer cannot require you to work overtime unless, of course, you signed an employment agreement that specifically says that by signing, you've agreed to work overtime. But otherwise, no, they don't have a right to do that. You have your hours and they can ask you if you want to, of course, and you can say yes or no. But they can't say, well, we've decided you're working overtime tonight, uh, this week, next week. Uh, No, and, and you can't be punished for refusing. So... That's not something an employer can do, keeping in mind, of course, overtime. You know, we know what we uh, what we talk about here is that you have to get paid time and a half if you work over 44 hours a week, whether you're hourly or salary, you still get time and a half, all right? And uh, definitely, if you're going to work overtime, you got to make sure that you get paid for it. There's no such thing such that, well, you know, we've been good to you, so... Exactly. Anytime you want to reach out to Lior, by the way, uh, the phone number to get a hold of Lior at the firm, 1-855-821-5900, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email address as we roll on here. You still got a few minutes to get a phone call in, 416-870-6400. And uh, also I should mention pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, fantastic website. I mentioned it off the top. It's absolutely free. It's anonymous and it's something you can use to, uh, even before reaching out to Lior, all kinds of employment law questions and answers can be had there. You'll have access to the severance pay calculator as well. And over 2 million of us, by the way, 2 million of us have actually used the severance calculator and thought, wow, I had no idea I was getting ripped off so badly by my former employer. That's the whole point. That particular tool, again, can be found at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And we're uh, right back at it again. A few more of these questions, Leo. This one's uh, this one's like a, just a massive, a big bowl of wrong for any employer. Can my employer punish me? Punish me if I complain about workplace harassment? Come on. John, as we were getting ready to go on air uh, today, uh, just as we were getting ready, I got an email exactly that. A lady was very concerned. She was being harassed and bullied for a while, a long time. And, and she says, I've been trying to 
get, get to kind of the, the gall to talk to HR about this, but I'm so terrified that I'm going to get punished. And, and, you know, I'm going to respond to her after, uh, after the show, but John, no, you cannot be punished for complaining about harassment. That's one of the most illegal things that an employer can do. It could be a violation of several statutes. It's wrong. It's illegal. You are protected. You are protected if you complain about harassment. Even if ultimately the employer can't corroborate your allegations, they still are not allowed to punish you. That would be what we call a reprisal. So don't worry about it. Tell them about it. Put it in writing. Give them the uh, put down the obligation on them to investigate and to deal with that harassment. If they don't deal with it properly, let me know and I'll deal with it. But ultimately, no, you cannot ever ever be punished for complaining about harassment. You know, and this one causes employees so much strife, and that is, Lior, can my employer take away my severance if I don't accept that severance offer that they just handed me? <laughs> I, 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 I see this all the time, and no, the answer is an absolute no, because the law decides what you get, right? The law imposes those entitlements on you and, and, and those obligations on your employer. The employer doesn't get to decide. Now, if it was up to the employer to decide how much severance you get, that they can say, we'll pay it or we won't pay it. But it's not up to them. Those are legal obligations. So the employer doesn't get to say, well, well, we won't pay it to you unless you sign. Nonsense. They have to pay it. So what they're hoping to do by doing by threatening you like that is to put some pressure on you to accept inadequate severance. Don't fall for it. Don't accept less severance than what you're owed. Today, someone contacted me. Exactly that's what happened. They accepted inadequate severance because of that pressure. Don't let that happen to you. Go to the severance calculator or call me. Do the right thing. Finally, the last question is, can my employer shut her down? Can they close down the shop to avoid paying me severance? No, they really can't. They can shut down, but the fact that they shut down does not relieve them of the obligation to pay severance. The law is smarter than that. We know how to deal with that if that ever happens, so don't worry about it at all. Email Lior and his team now, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Use the phone number on the outside of the show, one 855 821-5900 or join us again tomorrow at the Employment Law Show. Enjoy your night. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.